Hello, Sarah. Hello, Amber. It's Sasscast with Sarah and Amber, and we have to applaud and we have to cheer ourselves. For what? Doing our podcast in a very timely fashion. I know. A day after the episode aired. Most people don't know that I'm the editor, so I'm going to have to stay up late and edit the podcast to make sure it's... Hopefully we'll make it perfect and then you won't have to edit anything. Do not make one mistake. Okay. Okay. Ready? So let's start the episode because I really enjoyed it. Um, I would like you to read your mother's review (laughs) that she texted over. Oh my gosh. My mom's reviews are actually the best reviews because... She can't stand any Housewife franchise show, but she watches them because I because yeah. I will ask her to watch them. Yep. Okay, so, so you go look for it, and I'll start talking about this episode. Oh, you yeah, why don't you go ahead and introduce the basis of the show tonight, and make sure it's entertaining to our listeners. Sarah. I don't think there's any basis of the show because one of the things that Amber and I thought would be really fun to do that we enjoyed doing last time was to talk about each respective housewife because that's what makes us, number one, most excited, and number two, most remembering of what occurred in the episode. I think that's what actually makes us number one on Apple Podcasts as it relates to downloads related to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Okay, so uh, Amber found her phone. Okay, so ready? So she's going to read in her mother's voice, which I really love. So I... I wrote my mom and said, we dropped an episode yesterday, FYI, and that, that was your mother times three. That was your mother's voice. I know, but that's yourself. how we talk to each other. Okay. So and here's she Amber's wrote, mom's voice. She wrote back and said, I listened to one today and watched last night's episode tonight. Good luck handling this one. Jen is the great manipulator. She managed to get Sharif to apologize for her behavior. The bathtub scene was classic, Jen. And the dinner in the yurt with those two, Lisa and that other one, was <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> the other one. I could actually go on and on. I, you oh, know, God. She is the best. I love how my mom captures her opinion of the show. But yet, she's such a good mom that she supports us that she continues to watch it. So I, I really appreciate that she's a big supporter. Okay, so let's start with Jen then, because I like uh, how your mom focused on that. Jen was clearly the star of this episode again. Yeah, and well, and we saw her without any makeup, like really without any makeup. And I thought to myself, Jen, you should not wear so much makeup. Well, I mean, I the one thing I will say this, is this is I felt she looked like herself with and without makeup. So... Um, and good for her for not caring that she was going to be on the show with her pajamas and her makeup uh, without makeup. But I did think she looked like herself. That's a good sign. No, I totally agree. So again, my whole goal is not to like badmouth women who maybe like don't wear makeup. But the fact is that you don't get to see it very often. And okay. so uh, to my to my I'm always like, you shouldn't wear makeup because you look good. Well, you mean you don't get to see it very often on television. Uh, let's just be clear that 2020 ushered in the year of none of us wearing makeup. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. Good luck to see me in makeup. Do you think that that's going to change the the? No, no you think once we go back? No, we'll because even on. I kind of when I put on the makeup, like when I. Sometimes I'll have a Zoom meeting and I'm like, I, I think I need to put a like foundation. You just and don't put some, the filter on. Well, the filter has been... I got called out on the filter a couple of times. You have? 
Well, they're just like, oh, is that a filter? Because I looked pretty damn good and they could tell it wasn't <laughs> so, really me. So they asked if it was a filter because yeah, you they, looked well, I think good. they Not because they were being jerks, whoever, but they, I think they wanted to know what filter I was using. And I admitted it because I'm not a liar or anything like that. So the recently in some of my networking meetings and some other meetings, I have not used a filter because I thought, you know what? Who am I fooling? And secondly, I've just put on some, some foundation and some eyeliner and, and mascara and... Ultimately, I felt a little better about it. Although that being said, Amber, yeah, I have when I'm done with those meetings, taken wash my face, taken off my makeup because I don't want to get it on the mask. Well, that that's true. Yeah. You don't want makeup on the mask. Yeah, and but anyway, okay, I think Jen, you digressed, Jen. Okay, so the so let me just say this overarching, overarching. I think that um, the takeaway from today and Jen. The whole Jen storyline is Jen's batshit crazy. I know I said that before. I got to stop saying batshit crazy. Maybe I just have to say bonkers. And she clearly, like, I don't know if it was Whitney, Whitney who said this, does deflect and blames everything on everybody else. Yeah. So you're talking about in the tub when she splashed the producers and they broke the third wall. Well, that I, and also the third wall or fourth wall. I don't know. It's a broken wall and there was like seven people taping it and they were all in down comforters and they were well down, down comforters down jackets oh. and it looked freaking freezing out there and they were trying to tape it which is then just makes you believe this whole thing is such a setup what are you talking about of course they were there filming it and they're down no i just didn't want to see it i want to imagine that the wall is not there and they're just actually there and somehow they're magically taping it that's bizarre i know but in any event it oh seems- so- did you hear i said it again did you think it was just kind of set up with Whitney trying to apologize and Jen not hearing her over and over and over again? Well, and no. then Heather started crying. Well, part of that that scene was Jen got out of the tub, the hot I think it was a hot spring or mineral tub, which by the way, we need to figure out where that was. Where that was. Didn't she say it, it was looked- a couple hours? She said, didn't you Oh, she did. I thought she said it was like two and a half hours here t- and and you got me here, or something like that. And I thought, where is that? I well, like where it lives it in Park nice. City, so it'll be interesting to find out where it is. Yeah. We'll have to check it out because the blue sky yurt that was also in this this that episode, was at the ranch there, that super nice ranch. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. So Whitney tried to apologize, but she was just apologizing for the fact that she brought it up. At she brought up the fact that Meredith and Lisa Barlow had apparently told Mary, according to who knows, according to Mary that they were, quote, afraid of Jen. And she did apologize for bringing it up at Sharif's birthday party. But then she appropriately said that that basically, I apologize for that, but I'm not going to say take responsibility for your freak out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, Jen was crying. Then Heather started crying because Heather's very scared that if Jen leaves her and becomes friends with just, Lisa and Meredith that she's going to leave her and she has really PTSD after Billy left her. I I thought that was, I thought this scene was in totally made up the whole scene. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I did. I really did. I felt like you never say that when you were watching it. Well, because now I'm reflecting on it, right? I've had a little time. I've had some, made some chocolate chip cookies between the time I watched it, finished it, and started the podcast. So, so you guys, we had an eventful day today, and I'll tell you why the it was eventful. Yeah, because, yeah, here, first off, this is just indicative of or symptomatic of COVID 
2021 in general. But we were doing dry January with our friend Lindsay. It is January 15th. We all made it to January 15th dry, except for uh, New Year's Day. I did drink. Did you drink? Yeah, you did too. So New Year's Day, January 1st, we drank and then we went dry. I won't say what prompted me to go dry other than I shouldn't have <laughs> drank on New, Year's on New Year's Day. But in any event, oh, anyway, uh, we've been dry. And then it took me this long truly to get my taste back for any type of alcohol, to be I, honest. You, I didn't really, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I really didn't have a strong desire to drink tonight. We had one beer. We so I just want to clarify just that. Be clear, <laughs> we had one beer each and we made the decision with our good friend that we were going to have we could have two, two drinks, drinks a week for the rest of the month. Two drinks a week for the rest of the month. And so, so that means stays the 15th. So we can have two drinks between now and the 22nd. First. Oh, yeah. 22nd. And then we can have two drinks between the 22nd and the 29th. Yeah. Because I really think that people who do dry January. Now, first of all. I think they binge in February. I agree. Yeah. And first of all, I was, I was just going to say whether you want to do a dry January, don't want to do a dry January. I'm not, I don't want to say anything about anybody other than myself, which is I don't feel like doing a dry January helps me any other than come February, I just get back into old habits. So my thought process was, why don't we introduce something that's doable and sustainable? And so if we went down to two or three drinks a week each, that's far below the uh, the recommendation for women. And then more importantly, the recommendations if you have, have had breast cancer. So four or less if you've had breast cancer. And so if we do two a week, because I, listeners, I, I like a drink. I like a, a beer or a glass of wine or a, a, a sip of bubbly or even a Manhattan. So I'm not going to apologize for that. Okay. I don't feel so like they're asking that was a, me I need to apologize. That was super long-winded, but... So not only did we have a beer, which who cares? We had one beer. But then after I ate my dinner, which was a blue apron pasta dish, was quite tasty. The Amber made. I've been making. It was a lemon. It was was a roasted cauliflower lemon pasta. pasta, Rigatoni. Oh, God, it was really good. But if you guys do blue apron, it's notorious for being like regular sized portions, appropriately sized portions. Don't get me wrong, but not American portions. So (laughs) typically speaking, I will still be hungry after I have my uh, blue apron portion. Other than last night, we had a steak dinner that was that was large portions. And so then Amber and I proceeded to eat a bag of uh, have a chips. Have a chips, which are small bags, but they are still a whole bag of chips. And then we proceeded to make chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, it was a really big day for us. And more yeah. importantly, I think what's important is that we are dropping names for sponsorship. <laughs> So oh, yeah, I have a chip, have a chip. Ghirardelli chocolate or use, Nestle. I use I, them too. I usually use Nestle, but I had to use Ghirardelli. Like, that's they're all, all both very tasty. I know. You know, you could alternate those. You could do a yep. Ghirardelli one These week. These ones turned do out a... really good and I put a little sea salt on top. So oh, let's God, see so how good. they do. Okay. So let's move on to the next wi- uh, housewife, which your mom. Well, first off, Whitney. Okay. Let's just go through who doesn't matter this episode. Okay. Whitney, her entire purpose was to be in the mineral tub and apologize to Jen. Yeah. And she wasn't in any more of the episode. I will say one thing. Whitney was 100% wrong in bringing up the uh, totally conflict agree. at Cherie's birthday party. Totally agree. Because you know what? She, she hadn't had a birthday party. She hadn't thrown a surprise birthday party for him for 25 years. Wasn't even a surprise. She said, I haven't thrown a birthday party. Okay, I haven't thrown a birthday party. And it was delightful. Sharif having a grand old time. This was not the place to talk about 
this whole thing. Until Jen ruined it. Yeah. Well, and then Jen ruined her own party. But go ahead. So who cares about her? Heather Gay. Uh, Okay. So Heather Gay, I mean, the biggest takeaway I got from Heather Gay was that she felt like Jen wanted to be friends with Meredith and Lisa more than she wanted to be friends with Heather. Yeah, true, Heather. Duh. And you want to know why? Because they, Heather... They're in the higher echelon yeah. of women in uh, Salt Lake well, City. Higher echelon, whatever that fucking means. Well, I, well that's they're right. higher I, That was a joke. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, let's talk about the yurt next. So anyway, yeah. that was Heather's takeaway was, first off, Heather was apologizing to Jen for what? I'm not quite sure. But, uh, like, really? Can I... And then... Yes. Okay, before we go into that, I just want to say Live Love Lab. I don't know if you remember that. But that was the saying on the floor of the new Live Love Lab. That's what it said. Did you notice my it? My sister has one of those signs that yeah. says Live Love, Love Sip. No, it doesn't say that. Yeah, but it was called in that little tiny, I know. I know. you know, on yeah. their on the entryway to go into the new beauty lab, which she was very proud of herself. And I think she should be. My guess is there is some money from the old Howard Hughes connection, but I'm not I'm not going to say that anyway. But the Live Love Lab. And then how about... What does that, that mean? Can I just say... Let's just talk can about I, it for no, a minute. Can I just want to add one thing, sir? What was with... when the ch- At the current beauty lab with that like 16-year-old boy oh. checking you in to get your Botox? So here's the deal, guys. I've had Botox many, many times in many places in San Francisco. Nowhere else. San Francisco. But that, not that that matters. Cheap places and dermatologist offices, which are expensive places. And I will say this, if I walked into a Botox place, let's just call it, and there was a 17-year-old to 21-year-old boy who looked like a surfer with curly blonde hair and clearly has no credentials whatsoever, I would be like, yeah, this is not where I want to get my botulism injected into my face. Because guess what? That kid doesn't give a flying fuck about me and my boxes. Well, the million, million dollar question is, I'm not sure he was one of the... He might have been just the receptionist. Yeah, I, he, I think he was, but it's just a little disconcerting. No, that's I can tell all. you that's what. All. Dr. So-and-so, I won't mention names, a dermatologist who's charging $800 versus the $300 you might pay at the Live Love Lab. Yeah, Live Love Lab. Uh, at least we know that even his receptionist is going to care about you and your... Well, and let's also, would you say that 90% of the clientele that goes into Live Love Lab is it's called Beauty Lab, actually, identifies as female? And so, if that's true, do you think they, typically speaking, women are a little bit proud? They want to wear their makeup, they want to look good. I don't think they want to go check in with the little 17 year old surfer boy at the front desk. Even though it would be completely inappropriate if they were caring about that because he's 17 years old and we're all 50 some years old. But I just think it's just that's not I guess that's not the to me with a business. Your first impression really matters. And I don't want a young surfer boy man behind the cash register thing checking me in for my Botox when I then have no makeup on, no nothing. So that's interesting. I agree with you. But I also think that maybe... Because we don't have any, we don't get any, th- you and I were lesbian, 50-year-old married couple. Yeah. That's called, if you have a little chubba going on, both of us. Um, totally. We don't, we don't care. Chubba, chubba. We don't care about young looking, hot looking men, boys. For the and most part. 
What? No, we don't. I, well, I don't know about you, but I certainly listen. I can appreciate somebody might be handsome and go, "Oh, that yeah, kid's well, cute." That's what I meant. But that I'm not going to get a thrill out of. Oh seeing no, no, them. no, no. That's that's all. I yeah, meant. I'm not going to get a thrill out of seeing. I'm not going to go into my my uh, uh, esthetician office or whatever you want to call it and get a thrill out of anybody that's looking hot. I just literally want to go in, yeah. get my Botox, exactly, and leave. And leave. Yeah. That's that was more my point. Yeah. And so, yes, I agree with you. I don't want to I actually don't even. So it's much better for me to see a woman, an average looking woman at the front desk so that I don't even care about. Not that I don't care about her. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care what she thinks versus thinking, oh, God, that 20 year old kid is looking at me without my makeup. And not that I care about that either, but that's just harder for me. But don't you think that just having some me. at your at the office, having some woman who looks really put together and has successful yes. Botox yes. in their face, not unsuccessful Botox. Oh, listen. So you don't want yeah. the the fish lips. You don't want the frozen face. I don't. You want it perfectly filled. Well, that's a filler, not a Botox, but yeah. I know, but you do. You want it perfectly, a perfectly manicured face. Yeah, you at want the front somebody desk. who just looks good. They and you're like, look- oh, I want that. By the way, Heather Heather herself doesn't has way too much Botox yeah. and filler going on. That, yeah. Anyway, so Heather's entire purpose was to in this episode was to simply like first off tell Jen that she thought that she was trying to be friends with Meredith and Lisa and not Heather. Yeah, duh. And then secondly, to apologize for Whitney Gay, who I mean Whitney uh, Rose, who cares? Like honestly, so she was like a non-entity in the show. You know, three of them were really non-entities. And uh, then you want to talk about Mary? Well, Mary was too. She was in there. What this, you guys, we really yeah. should talk about yeah. this. Let's talk about Mary it. has not had any on camera uh, time, time in the last two episodes. Is it two or three. I don't know, but it's, it's been significant. And the only thing is calling Mary on the phone and going, I told them at the party. No, let's be honest, Amber. That's not a lot of filming time. Amber, the last time that she's had any significant on camera time was at Valters. Valters. At the luncheon. And then there was the scene when she was with Cinderella. No, remember the scene where she was being the dork all by herself in that house? In yeah, but Park that was City. two seconds. But remember, yeah. who, what's her what's her cousin slash oh, maid? I like to call her Cinderella. No, Charlinda was on tonight. Remember? Because she got yeah. stuck in the belt and she couldn't get out of the so, belt. And then there was, was that the same episode when Lisa Barlow pretended like she was for the show? Pretended like she was going over to Mary's house? Like, oh, yeah, you know, Lisa Barlow's never spoken two fucking seconds to mary but in any i mean anyway so mary's had no fucking time on camera since uh vultures and her uh met gala lunch and i my my theory i don't know about you but my theory is that she's so bonkers that's my new one today she's so bonkers that they've gotten no good film from her they filmed her but nothing's good yeah yeah i don't know i don't know but the other scene that was the major one Tonight, there's two scenes. So Meredith and Seth announced that they're back together when they're having dinner with Lisa and John. And I'm just going to say something. I do think they need to powder Seth's nose because I get a red nose because I've burned my nose so many times. Or had too much alcohol. If I had too much alcohol or if I'm cold or just every day, my nose is really red because of, honestly, because of too many burns. And he's got the same issue. And then we start getting redness around our nose and he has the same issue that I'm really concerned that they just need to do a little bit of foundation or cover up there. I know he's probably totally anti, but he needs it. I've made a deal that I'm not going to cut down on women, but I'm going to cut on Seth. That Seth needs some facial stuff, particularly because of 
Brooks is his son. Brooks would not allow this under normal conditions. Him going on the scene without powdering his. Who cares nose. what Brooks would allow? But I will say this about Brooks: that kid has perfect, oh, perfect, complexion. perfect complexion and perfect lips. Well, that's because he's wearing some nice gloss, lip gloss. Yeah. But he you, does have definitely perfect yeah. complexion. I think he must get that from Meredith, who doesn't want to engage. Um, but that being said, and Meredith does have nice looking skin. She does have Seth. I agree with you. Um, I'm not sure why he was wearing no makeup on the show tonight. He's obviously he's worn makeup of times. Oh, has he? Yeah, he just refuses to put makeup times. on. Listen, coming from a ruddy faced Mexican like myself, I'm half Mexican, to be honest with you. I totally, totally don't understand if you had somebody there to do your free makeup, why you wouldn't have that put slapped on you. So, uh, okay. So they're sitting at the table celebrating their reun- reunion. And do you really believe they're together? No. I don't know. But they're celebrating and Lisa... This and- is Seth and... Uh, uh, Seth and Meredith. Meredith, Lisa sorry. and John, and they're having their tequila at the Toscana place. I think that's in City Creek that, that, that everybody is meta. So far, I don't know if you guys, listeners here, I don't know if you've noticed it, but now three different times they have filmed at Toscana in City Creek. Mall. I think that's that, Which is, that Italian you know, and, place. And let me just say, I haven't ever been there before. But so there's I, good restaurants in Salt Lake. Why wouldn't you go ahead and... I mean, I really believe that. There's up-and-coming restaurants in Salt Lake City. Go film at them. Right. Get their name out there. But you're going to this large chain that... Well, it's not a chain. Well, it's a large restaurant that... You know, you could sit 1,500 people, which is never well, a good sign because so com- then you're at Cheesecake Factory and you're picking your menu off of like 22 pages of menu. Yeah, <sighs> that's a, a lot of inf- information. Um, yeah, the purpose of that scene was Meredith and Seth telling Lisa and John, her husband, that they were reunited and, and it feels so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's talk. that. Oh, that was um, uh, like it wasn't Captain Tennille, was no, it? No, gosh, no. Reunited and it feels so good. Woo. Anyway, okay, I don't sing anybody. So then let's fast fa- fast forward to. That, by the way, that was a very boring scene and useless. Yeah, and then let's fast forward to the last scene, which was really incredibly painful for me to watch, which was. At the blue sky yurt, and that when was those the last scene? well, I we got to go before we end that part. I mean, we can talk about that, but then we got to go back to Jen and Sharif. Okay, so but let's 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 go to the okay. blue sky yurt where okay. Meredith and Lisa were. In, I think it was Lisa that was holding that luncheon up there, and how she was bringing these very powerful women, very powerful women, <laughs> the highest echelon of women to the blue sky yurt to celebrate all their successes and for all those women to support each other. They all had uh, dagger eyes and uh, they did not seem to be, they didn't know each other. None of them knew each other. They were at the party of, because it was a real housewives party and they wanted to get their brand on there. God bless them. I'd do the same thing. But if you're trying to get your brand out there, absolutely. Cause they're all just, you know, small brands in Park City, which I think is great, but I try to get my brand on television too. But nonetheless, it was so painful to watch that scene. So this is a true story. For a lot of reasons. This is a true story related. 
Amber and I wanted to go to, so there's a, a, a well-known distillery in Utah called High West Distillery. I don't know if any of you guys have had High West whiskey, but they have some good uh, spirits that they distill. And we wanted to go to the distillery, which is uh, east of, of Park City. So you go keep going a little bit east it's before you get to Colville, by the way. A little piece of trivia. Who's the guy who played Luke? Anthony Geary. Yeah. So Anthony Geary, folks, grew up in Colville, Utah. Are you kidding? Was he Mormon? I have no idea. I mean, he must have been. Yeah, he must have been. But Colville, he Utah. was a bad Mormon because he aired Laura. That's in the show. Yeah. That's not in real life. Yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, just to clar- clarify that, we're going to get sued. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's in Luke and Laura. It's on Luke, General Hospital. Luke, the character yeah, in General Hospital. Yeah. I never watched. I but I was not an ABC soap opera fan. I was mo- primarily CBS soap opera fan, as well as a NBC Days of Our Lives. And here's a true story. My mother took me to the doctor's office at the age of like six. I can't remember what we were going for um, to the doctor's office, but I hated going to the doctor. And I was like literally six years old, no more than seven. And I told the doctor that he needed to hurry up because I needed to get home to watch Another World <laughs> and find out what was going on with Rachel and Mitch, who were in the, I think, St. Thomas Islands. And my mother was so horrified and embarrassed. <laughs> but did that stop her from letting me watch the soap with her? No. no. I've never heard that story, but that is like the greatest story of all anyway. time. But everybody knew Luke and Laura when they got married. And okay, no, we don't need to talk about that. came in on the white horse. And then the whole... Scene. We don't need to talk about that. So before Colville is what's called Blue Sky Sky Ranch. Yep. And that the grounds of Blue Sky Ranch also holds High, High West Distillery Tasting Room. I don't know if the distillery is there, but certainly the tasting room is. And apparently Lisa Barlow held her women's luncheon at a yurt at the ranch, which I'd love to go to, by the way. Yeah, I would too. We can, we can go there because we had and a, do- we had a dog a, in the car. I think having a luncheon in the yurt was a fantastic idea. To me, it was just reeked, reeked, reeked of privilege and cluelessness. Listen, those yeah. women aren't that privileged, though. They're just a Well, of- I know, but it just in this day and I age. I mean, yeah, they're privileged. Just- Are they privileged compared to the rest of the yeah, world? It's just sure, so hard but- to watch. I guess what it is is that – it's just so in your face how homogenous the community is. That's all. And so it's just, it just, I don't well, know. There's just, just something about it that bothers me. I know. But Amber, you know, this is what I have to say about that. Like there's, for the most part, 99% of the time, women in the world have zero influence or power. And I guess I just don't care that there's a group of like, there couldn't be more than 10 of those women there who are white because we're in Utah. Everybody's white in Utah, let's be honest. And they're having a yurt lunch. Like, I don't, I guess I don't care. I, like I said, I've said many times, I don't know how you're going to get diversity for Real Housewives of Salt Lake when honestly, 0.0000001% of the population is a person of color in the state of Utah. Yeah, but this is my idea. This is an opportunity to bring founders and other women who are, have businesses onto the show to raise them up because now you've got an audience. And so pick your people that you're going to invite to the thing, invite to the party, like a, a anybody and, and make it diverse so that you can celebrate and raise up all people in Utah, not just the Park City women. Oh, you're saying you thought they were all Park City women? 
I don't know. Who yeah. cares? That was the dumbest scene. Yeah. That was Who just cares? anyway. So that I think that's about it. So her, I mean, and what's her stupid Meredith being like, and then and then and then I closed my real estate investing business and I decided to open a jewelry business and I just and then Lisa Bryle was like, Yeah, she decided to sell diamonds. Oh my god, you guys. Remember the Elizabeth Taylor white diamonds commercials? Oh my god. Those so are funny. so good. Remember then Sally Field on Saturday Night Live? She did Elizabeth Taylor and did the White Diamonds commercial, and they literally put Vaseline on the camera front, <laughs> so you couldn't even because that's how they they they, they did so for Elizabeth soft. Taylor. Oh my god, that is so, so funny. funny! I love it. Okay, so who have we missed? Oh, back to Jen. We have to finish it up with her. So you know, basically, she had a heart to heart with Sharif about her wait one her drinking. But she's drinking because she's lonely and depressed and she misses him. And she has a lot of pain and suffering because he missed her father's funeral and when her father was dying. And so I think that was super real. And my guess is it probably does stick with her because it's only been a year. And this was the first time that she's probably told Sharif that she was really sad and lonely and has a lot of pain around that. And so it's they were if they were acting, I was falling for it. So, yeah, I agree with you. And I have to say, I really think Sharif comes across, whether he is or isn't, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, as a really nice person who is has appropriate reactions to everything, is very calm and collected, and he seems to me to be a thoughtful person. Yeah, I agree. Because I can fucking tell you this much. If you said to me a year later that you were mad at me for something that I did a year before... And you most likely had not brought it up at the time because I don't believe that Jen probably confronted him on the fact that he was not present. But if you brought that up a year later and said, I'm very angry at you for what you did a year ago, I'd be like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Internally, I'd say that. I wouldn't say that to you. But I would say I don't accept that. Like that's I'm not accepting of you being angry. That's probably kind of unique to same sex couples too. Like they've talked a lot about how the communication of same sex couples is quite different than the heterosexual. Is that true? Yeah. Not to say that we have anything that's vastly different um, in terms of marriage, but that that they're particularly with women. Yeah, because we we talk are, about yeah, we're super annoying. Like, yeah. You want to talk about it? Here, let's get mad at each other for talking about this or that. Mm. Let's talk about it more. Yeah, or less. Yeah, just talk, 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 talk. And that's why we did a podcast, because you and I like to talk. <laughs> okay, but back to Sharif and Jen. I don't want to get too far into that. So I felt like he was thoughtful. I felt that she was, once again, blaming somebody else for her problems. Like, oh, I'm mad at you. That's why I drink. I'm lonely. No, whatever. Your drinking had nothing to do. I mean, certainly it didn't help your behavior at that party. But I also don't believe that had you been completely sober that you would have been like, oh, that's okay, Whitney. Like, no, she would have freaked out whether she'd been drinking or not. That's yeah, her personality. She would, have, yeah. she would have been drinking at the bathtub what, scene and she freaked out there. Yeah. We've had every episode we've had a Jen freak out. Yeah. Every single one. And that's, that's the and honestly, this it's mostly the drama that keeps the show going, whether you like it or not. We'll say this. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So what if you did something that you knew and then I'll answer the same question. You did something in the context of, rela- of our relationship that you knew was inappropriate, the way that Jen freaked out at Priest's party and she knew it was wrong to freak out. She clearly knew that was oh, wrong. Yeah. And then what if I didn't speak to you or come for home? four or days? Or come home. I don't think he came home. Yeah, well, he, he's not he's that he's in the other wing. 
Right. But that being said, I mean, he has, he could say, oh, I'm, I'm working, I'm, whatever he could do. I, I have no excuse for not coming home. Let's be honest. Although no, I could go to, I, I guess I could go to a different, I could go, you know, to the other place that I could go to and, yeah, and but be I like, don't have any excuse for four days of not talking to them. So what would you do if I, if that happened, you'd freak out, right? Like you'd be really upset. If what? If for four days I didn't speak to you. Yeah, I'd actually be angry at you and to be like, WTF. Like, honestly, I thought like if we, I, I do respect taking the temperature down, relaxing, trying to go for a drive, go for a walk, you know, even if it's overnight, just sleep it off. Cause I do think emotionality can be harmful to really difficult conversation. And so, and not to say you can't have emotion, it's just that sometimes you have to let, just let it cool a little bit. Four days? No, I don't get it. Yeah, if you, if I did something really wrong, and frankly, I do things wrong all the time. Yeah, pretty much every day. Yeah, that you you should see my face, people. Um, anyway, if I did something really wrong, and I recognize that I caused you to be angry at me appropriately, so you were mad because of something I did appropriately, and then you didn't speak to me for four days, like you didn't come home or whatever for four days, I honestly would believe that we were getting a divorce. And you would, would. would I would take it to another level. I would, and but I would believe it, and I would also say to you at the moment that you did come home and say, "Busted," I'd be like, "Yeah, no, that's not ever." I guess we're getting divorced, Amber. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I give Jen some credit that she allowed him that time. I do give her some credit because she seemed relatively calm about that. I wouldn't have been. Well, I think she was really afraid that he was going to leave, leave her. her. So I think I she agree, didn't actually. have a lot to go on because I think she, yeah. she felt like if she blowed, she blew up again, it was not going to go anywhere. So well, I will say, Jen, if honestly you believe alcohol is causing this behavior, you need to stop drinking at least dry January or two drinks a week like we're doing now. We did half a dry January. Let's make a deal. If Jen's listening to this, and I'm sure she is, if she wants to reach out, on our contact form and let us know if she'd like to participate in our two drinks a week. And would you um, text check-ins? Yeah. I would welcome her. I would welcome her. There's no shame. Yeah. We'd be totally supportive of that. By the way, before we end, we had, after we watched the show, we stopped on a frame on the show right now. It happens to be Mary M. Cosby. I didn't even see that. Mary M. Cosby has her eyes popping out much like somebody we both know and love all of us. Ramona. Singer. Turtle Time Singer. And honestly, there needs to be an eyes popping competition. Yeah, should. Because I'm not sure who would win at this point because that picture is unbelievable. That is the greatest picture. Yeah, she's got some eye popping talent going on there. Remember when Ramona walked down the runway and her okay. eyes were popping out? <laughs> Remember they couldn't stop laughing. They show that scene all that, the time and I would just crack scene. up. If you haven't yeah. seen that, Google search it. It's so true. Uh, oh, by the way, somebody showed me that they got a coffee mug that said... Um, how am I doing? Not well, bitch. It was a Dorinda coffee mug. I need to order myself one right away because that's like a 2020, 2021 coffee oh, mug we all need to ever? have. Is it ever? I miss Dorinda. They should I never cut her off that show. She better well, come back. We'll talk about that another time. In the meantime, just keep on keeping on. Look forward to the next ep- episode because I think it's coming to a crescendo. Yeah, there was no Mormonism in this episode. There was no dad with the wig in this episode. Yeah, I know. It was was kind of a tame episode. It was. Thanks for everyone for listening. We look forward to talking to you next week. And this is SassCast with Sarah and Amber.